Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Think Tank Sports. Think Tank Sports, where we think and you listen. Check us out on the socials, if you would be so kind. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And listen to us on Anchor or wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher. There's a couple other ones, too. Uh, You can find us out there at Think Tank Sports. And watch us on YouTube. Here we are. uh, Another wonderful uh, Monday night as we sit here and review week 14. Week 14 in the NFL. It feels like it was just the other day and we were going, well, you know, the Eagles might be good. And, and Mike said, well, you know, the Falcons might be good. And <laughs> and it's week 14 and and here we are. So obviously here's you can see me and to my right and maybe your left is Mike. How the heck are you? Good day. Uh, I did think the Falcons were going to be good and it was all right there for them. They were on the precipice and Marcus Mariota just couldn't uh, take them over the, over the hill. So uh, yeah, that's our season going quickly, just like our kids childhood going much quicker than we would want it to, but still (laughs) we're here for the ride. Uh, And Dave and that season continued last Thursday evening, two franchises, him heading in the same direction, which is not (laughs) what you would say last year. Um, I guess you could say that last year, but uh the Rams and the Raiders got together uh, for a rock fight for three and a half quarters. Uh, now, field goal fest. It, it was not pretty. <laughs> what did you call it? Field goal fest. Yes. The yes, battles the of the 50 yard field goals. And yeah, absolutely. And this of course is the famous Baker Mayfield game where he was literally signed on Tuesday by the Rams who are just devastated uh, this year with injuries uh, and quarterback position, notwithstanding. And uh, he came in and Dave, you know, he played well, especially for the circumstances. 22 for 35, 230 yards and a touchdown seemed to manage the the game. Uh, Certainly, you know, when you saw the end had the um, captured the excitement, at least for a game of his teammates, Mm -hmm. you know, he, I don't think he's a Matthew Stafford replacement by any means, but, um, you know, they got the job done and, and uh, he leads them on two game winning drives uh, to beat the Raiders, the lowly Raiders, 17, uh, 16. Yeah. What did you see from this game, buddy? Yeah. 14 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, Skoranek was his favorite uh, mm-hmm. target. Out of Notre Dame. Yeah. You no, know, uh, seven receptions, 89 yards. I was not trying to pump up Notre Dame there. No, I stretch of the imagination. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it may feel that when we've certainly have had our debates back and forth over the years with, uh, the mascot, uh, as Mike likes to call him. Um, but he played, I thought he played good in this game and you know, it, it took a little bit of time to get going and, but he's still very talented. You know, when he gets protection, he can still make the throws. Um, he's not, he's not a terrible quarterback, uh, and he's, let's be honest, he's playing against a, a very bad Raiders team as well. Um, but regardless, 14 points in the fourth quarter to rally the team for a win. Um, Mike is interesting as I just looking off to the side here, uh, at the box score after, uh, 
pulling up the attendance numbers last week yep. uh, and saying all this. And I looked down, it's like, oh, it shows 100% attendance at capacity, 71,500. Attendance, 74,738. <laughs> so well, that's how you get the top 10 all above 100%. Yeah, yeah. I, there's yeah. 3,000 people in standing room there at uh at sofi um so that's crazy but um beyond that yeah these these two you know the raiders are five and eight the rams are four and nine uh it's a nice nice story for baker but outside Real of that quick, let's take the cares. raider side of this day what do they do i mean you gotta go another year with mcdaniels right probably gotta kick the can another year with Carr. Oh, they've done that like five years in a row at this point. But yeah. as you said, the problem is not their offense is as um, yeah. ugly as it was at time. And, you know, trying to really force Josh Jacobs, and, uh, you know, 27 rushes for 99 yards, 38 total rushes in the game. Uh, but their defense just uh, is not good outside of Max Crosby mm-hmm. um, and his pass rush. Uh, they need to really uh, revamp that whole thing. Uh, you know, think about where they were at the start of the season last year with Gruden and Mayock and Henry Ruggs was still innocent of his terrible crime and uh, it, where this franchise has gone since that beginning of yeah. last season. Uh, you want to talk about people have to have whiplash out there. You know, yeah, in, in the in the big Roomba, as you like to call it, the so. big Roomba. Yeah, uh, no doubt. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think what are you going to do? You know, um, they, you they have been a little feisty and got, a, you know, and have a couple of wins. So five and eight. So probably I think you're right. You know, uh, Josh McDaniels gets another year. Uh, yeah, but I, but I don't know. I mean, if they have another. That like this noise or non-sound you just made was like every Raiders fan and the entire front <laughs> office. They, you know, they they just don't know what to do. So uh, uh, a team that does know what they're doing um, the last several games, the Cincinnati Bengals uh, oh, came man. out and handled business against the piece of trash uh, organization. Organization that is the Deshaun Watsons. And uh, <laughs> Deshaun Watson's very good, very good. Uh, the masseuses lose 23 10. Uh, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Mixon's back, everybody's having a good time. Uh, in reference to that Queen song we were singing off the air, oh, yeah, yeah, not want to hear. Um, yeah. another just solid win against a tough divisional opponent for the Bengals, and uh. You know, really not much to say about the game other than to acknowledge it happened, I guess. Yeah, you know, Deshaun Watson, still, um, I haven't seen much highlights, but uh, 26 of 42 for 276, a touchdown and an interception, uh, six carries for 33 yards, but 10 points. Uh, right. But they are playing a Bengal. They were playing a Bengals team that is ex- is playing at a very, very high level. Um, and now you continue to look at this huge Monday night game, uh, yep. January 2nd, uh, the Bills at the Bengals, which may, you know, decide of the top yeah. Yeah. Uh, of the AFC, the number one seed, number two, number three. That's It's all going to come down yep. uh, to that. But yeah, the Bengals are playing great. And, you know, Jamar Chase, 10 catches for 119 yards. I mean, he just 
I know they have gloves on and stuff, but he just throws his hand up and the ball just sticks to it yeah. every time. It's that it's generation between him and Justin Jefferson. Yeah. It's really ridiculous. The last two or three years of wide receiver core is, is going to be historic uh, all time. And and here the joints are with uh, somebody named Kenny Stills the fourth and um, Ricky James, bitch. You know, and, and uh, you know we see these guys all over the place making catches everywhere else. But anyway, uh, <laughs> everywhere one, else, <laughs> one of those receivers was on display uh, as the guys with the stars on their helmets got a little bit of a, a scare, a little sphincter. Oh, well, they got with, uh, more than a little bit of a scare with their. Uh, I mean, they were losing until like thirty seconds left in the game. Yeah. Yeah, uh, against the Houston Texans, 27-23. Why don't you run us through that one, buddy? Yeah, you know, um, it, it was, you know, the Texans just, you know, doing good things. They're playing two quarterbacks. And, uh, yeah, you that's know, weird, Jeff right? Driscoll has that, like, roll out and roll out, <laughs> roll out. And he throws, you know, and gets a, you know, a nice little touchdown pass there. And Think Tank Sports the Musical tonight. Yeah, right? yeah. It's been a while since we've done Think Tank yeah. Sports the Musical. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, uh, Chris Moore had a huge game 10 catches, 124 mm. yards. Um, the Texans, you know, showing some feistiness. But ultimately, when I saw this and they were showing the end of this game, is this is this is what happens to bad teams, right? They, right. they fight and fight and fight. And then they lose their fight with three minutes to go. And Dallas puts together a 98 yard touchdown drive, just grinds it out and, and scores the touchdown and, and wins the game, uh, 27, 23, uh, yeah, it was it was really talent took over the last few minutes. And, yeah, and, and, yeah, and, and that's and, you know what it was supposed to be, but yeah, kind of what you expect. Yeah, and so Dallas, you know, ten points in the fourth quarter makes the difference there. Um, yeah, you know they're just they're plugging along. Uh, still, you know, in this game definitely doesn't give you any more confidence. I don't think in the Cowboys than we said okay. last week, where we didn't have any more confidence in right. them. Uh, yeah, they're 10 and three. Yeah. They're seven and one at home, but, um, the Texans are very, very bad team. Um, and Dallas just, you know, it's gotten to the point too much messing around. You know, they had for Dallas um, from it's gotten to the point where I'm happy Elliot's on the field because that means Pollard's on the sideline. Speaking of messing around at the running back position, Jerry Jones is, uh, undying loyalty to Zeke Elliott's going to end up costing them this season. Um, yeah, and I'm fine with well that. Believe me, I'm here for all of it. Bring it <laughs> here but. for all of it. Um, so 31 carries for 127 yards and two touchdowns for Dallas and 39 passes for 277 yards. So nice balance, you know, yeah. right? Um, but they certainly did not want this type of scare. You did not want the Texans scoring touchdowns uh, in Cowboy Stadium and and having to hear Texans fans going crazy. They they didn't want yeah. that. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Where do you want to go next, my friend? Oh, I think we got to go to Detroit. Yeah. And, uh, break up the Lions. Are you kidding me? Uh, this I is told a game. You last week. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> and I, I didn't listen. And we 
If you listen to our lose with us segment, this was one that I lost <laughs> because Hard. the lions were favored by two. I thought that was ridiculous. Uh, the lions were just, uh, you know, they just looked great. They won 34, 23, um, 464 yards of offense for the lions. And we know, we know that they offensively are very, very good, Mike, but they held the Vikings and Dalvin cook who had a fumble in this game to 17 rushes for 22 yards. Right. Like, are you kidding me? I, you know, Kirk cousins throws for 400, but that's not the Vikings. I mean, they're, they're a little bit more of a balanced team when they're, when they're playing well. And this Detroit team's on fire. You think about, you know, if Buffalo doesn't come back, (laughs) yeah, you know, against them, they've won six in a row. Right. And they'd be five out of six is yeah. They're not beating the little sisters of the poor either. No. I mean, they would be seven and six as it is. They're six and seven, uh, Mike, and still, you know, with an outside shot, uh, well, right there, buddy. Uh, for the playoffs, you know, that they, they've got to have some more wins and whatnot, but this team is playing great. Um, and the Vikings, you know, the Vikings like- have won so many close games this year. Uh, and they very well could have lost a whole bunch of those. And we wouldn't be saying, Oh, look at the Vikings at, you know, now they're 10 and three with the loss. Um, right. I just think it's interesting. It's interesting on this Detroit roster, a running back like Jamal Williams, sixth year out of BYU. That's not a guy that's usually even in the league unless he's some kind of superstar on special teams. You know, sixth year running back out of BYU just is unheard of. Uh, And he's, you know, having a career year this year. And, and, uh, you know, he's got 806 yards on the season, 14 touchdowns. And really, you know, when Swift got hurt, uh, for the Lions, he actually took them up a notch, uh, from, yeah. and Swift was playing fairly well. So uh, good on Williams for sticking in, you know, persevering and all of that. And um, do we have to put some respect on Jared Goff's name now? Oh, absolutely, we do. Absolutely, he's no longer do. the joke that he was under Jeff Fisher and the few Rams years that you know were instantly erased when when uh, they traded him for Stafford <laughs> instantly um, erased. Well, we thought, yeah, you know, honestly, we thought when he went to Detroit, there was NFL Siberia and we might never hear from Jared Goff again. You might as well just uh, finish the trip and send him right up to Canada and, and start his Canadian football league career. But, but he, uh, he's playing excellent. And I think they've got a good roster and he's their quarterback going forward. I don't think they yep. need to look at a young quarterback. Uh, you know, they have that position solved for the, for the near future. And, and yep. in the NFL, as you're seeing folks, that's saying something, yep. you know, last... look at my giants. Uh, look how long you guys, the bills toiled looking for a quarterback. Yeah. Obviously. We went through it, went through a lot of them. Giants, the, the Bears, same way. you know, the dolphins haven't had a decent quarterback and how, you know, until Tua, you know, uh, it, it's, it's very uh, few and far between when you get one and you should hold on to them as long as you can. Yeah. Uh, last five games for Goff, eight touchdown passes, no interceptions. Um, the last wow. two, it threw for 340 against Jacksonville and 330 against this uh, Minnesota team. Like he's completing 65% of his passes for 3,300 yards and 22 touchdowns. Uh, <laughs> you know, and this doesn't so, get better than that. 
no, I, no, I, it's it's great and it's a, a super intriguing. We'll get to uh, the next game when they go play the Jets. I mean, that is that is yeah. as interesting a game as you can have uh, coming down the stretch here. But good for the Lions and good for the city of Detroit. Um, our good friend, Brendan Burke out there. I know he was on the sidelines, uh, not this week, but the week before, um, he's having a great time, uh, living it up in Detroit. So shout out to shout out to Brendan and the lions. They are contest with, uh, regarding Christian music too. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but uh, I teed you up for it and everything. And you just dropped the ball. Yeah. I figured I'd drop it early because I knew you were going there instead of letting you really, really embarrass me yeah but, uh, yeah um if you look at our social media you'll see brendan burke and and you can get there from there yeah uh, yeah definitely. i believe in your ability to track that down uh, <laughs> our tens of fans i'm talking to uh, uh speaking of tracking things down the ravens tracked down a win against the steelers uh steelers oh. playing much better lately uh but not a playoff team it, you know this is the uh ceiling for the for the Steelers in this current roster um so this is as far as they were going to go uh you know five and eight and really what little fight they've shown the last few weeks isn't really going to matter in the long run no um and Kenny Pickett got hurt early and we saw you know the return right, kind of, uh, concussion protocol right yeah and so Mitchell Trubisky is back out there and he did what he does as a backup he looked okay you know, throws he's three interceptions. Backup. Right. <laughs> How many interceptions did he throw? Three. Three. Oh, okay. He didn't look okay. No, I but I mean, when had... you look at overall, his numbers 22 of 30, 276. Right. Uh, I mean, you, I think you can say, you know, those are decent numbers, but the three interceptions really, really hurts. And the kid from the Ravens, Hundley, you know, he did very well. Um, you know, equated himself very well as the backup to Lamar. And he's played some games before. It's not as if he hasn't been in there. Um, so he's right. had some experience. Mike, the thing that was, you know, great for the Ravens and terribly hurtful for my fantasy team, because everybody cares about my fantasy football yes. team. Um, Dobbins. JK Dobbins comes back and uh, I'm always hesitant when guys come back to put them in the lineup in the first game, because a lot of times they, you know, fall on their face or whatever. No, JK Dobbins goes for 15 carries for 120 yards and a touchdown. Thank you so much for sitting on my bench and scoring (laughs) 18 or 20 points. Um, But again, the Ravens are just able to just grind it out. 42 carries, 215 yards on the ground with the touchdown. Um, and Very you know, good defense, they, right? Yeah, and, they, and and they get the win without Lamar Jackson. They they move to nine and four. Uh, you know, they do the things that they need to do to stay in the hunt for, you know, everything that they've been working for uh, for the season. We don't like, really consider them a threat. No, but you know, they're, they're still a team that you know somebody's going to have to beat. And, and when Lamar's on the field, as much as I like to harass him about his lack of throwing ability, he's a weapon that needs to be dealt with. And yes. until you deal with it, you know, um, it, it mm-hmm. is a threat for sure. So yeah. uh, good job out of the Ravens to get a win with their quarterback down. Uh, speaking of a good job, Dave, the Jaguars 
Unbelievable. Uh, Jekyll and Hyde continues to Jekyll and Hyde to yeah. 36 points. <laughs> Literally, they Jekylled yeah. two weeks ago. They hid last week. <laughs> now they Jekylled this week. <laughs> They're back to Jekyllin. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, 30 for 42, 368, three touchdowns, no interceptions. What a game. Right, which uh, is like his game two weeks ago. Same right. kind of thing. Three touchdowns, and no interceptions. And last week he looks horrible. But, yeah. um, you know, they're, they're on the road at Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee is a tough team. You see Derrick Henry finally get back on track. And the, and the Jaguars still kick, kind of kick the crap out of them. It's 36-22. Um, you know, Tennessee well, scored early and then nothing until the very end of the game. You see this with talented young teams, wild inconsistency, and then, you know, flashes of really good things. And then, you know, hopefully they mature as a team and a coaching staff and they can, um, you know, do that more consistently and, and have the, the loss be the wild thing. Yeah, uh, Travis ATN. Uh, go ahead. No, I was going to say ATN. They tried to feed him the ball, 17 carries, only 32 yards, but. I think you were going here. My old friend, Evan Ingram. Yes, your pro bowl tight end, Evan oh. Ingram. 11 catches for 162 oh. yards oh, and two touchdowns. Fly. Targeted 15 times in this game. At two uh, Oh, Yeah. That hurt. And uh, although the, what might be one of the best catches of the year, uh, the Zay Jones Zay catch Jones. in the end zone uh, as um, Trevor Lawrence kind of underthrows it a little bit and it kind of goes through one defender, gets tipped by another one, and then Zay Jones catches it and gets his feet uh, down in the end zone for a touchdown, which was a, a nice play. If you haven't uh, seen that, go yeah, take a look. I call it catch of the year, you know, I'd more lean towards CD Lamb on Thanksgiving kind of thing, but it was extremely good concentration yes. and, and a good bit of luck for the ball to bounce that way. Yep, but yeah, yeah, definitely. The old um, friends, Engram and Zay Jones. Yes, Engram for the Giants, Zay Jones yeah. for the Bills. Neither one of them anywhere near as productive uh, no. for our teams as they have been, particularly Zay Jones for Jacksonville this year. Um, but good for the good for the Jaguars. Five and yep. eight, showing some feistiness, shaking away the uh, the Urban Meyer and the the bar scene and oh, all of that goodness. kind of stuff. That is long, long in the rear view mirror for the Jaguars. Um, but let's see them put a couple of games together consistently oh, and not of win course. one, lose one, win one, lose one. But uh, there is hope in Jacksonville. Yeah. For, for the first time since Tom Coughlin. For the rolling. first time in forever. You are on fire. Yep, it, it Davey is. Davy Jukebox. It is Think Tank Sports the Musical, nice. part two. I think part one was sometime last year, and part, part two, two, the apology. <laughs> <laughs> Spaceballs, the movie, part two, the search for more money. <laughs> um, person doesn't need any more money or talent or luck. Patrick Mahomes, Dave, oh, was geez. one of the all time throws. Uh, that I'm not sure he qualified as forward pass at some level. Uh, he rolls out to the right, you know, classic pursuit. Defender isn't sure where to come up and tackle him or stay back and, def, you know, guard the yeah. defender behind him. Yeah. Can it's we guard the, the defender behind us, please? Apparently not because uh, 
because that that was awful and he does the uh fast pitch softball off the hip underhand (laughs) uh didn't quite have enough arc it would be called an illegal pitch in fact in softball but that's okay um and he didn't need more than that mike because juju smith schuster was wide open wide 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 uh, open like that defender was going after mahomes and like when are you guys going to be disciplined i mean i i know it's denver and whatnot but right you know there's a guy chasing mahomes down just play back instead he you know no and juju smith schuster goes in the end zone you know, Russell Hustle, Bustle, and Wilson, you know, and all his muscle, 23 for 36, 247 yards, three TDs, and a, and a pick. Uh, Jerry Judy had a nice game for Denver. Yeah, um, yeah, they showed some feistiness after getting down 27 to nothing. Right. It's easy when all the pressure's off to have those. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, everyone's messing around, and the Chiefs just keep rolling out there uh, in the AFC West. So uh, good for them. Uh, I guess the afternoon games, I guess that was one of them, right? Yeah, but really not much to crow about here. Niners 35, seven over. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's over now. I mean, how many nails do we have to put in? Uh, it's, it's, it's I mean, it's not over because they're still in first place. We can't, even though they're the six and seven. His heart, huh? Somebody's yeah, I mean, going to do it. Brady just won't die, but uh, he looked near death in this game. I mean, yeah. It was ugly. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, nine, just, go ahead. No, no, it's fine. Uh, no. Yeah. Um, Brock Purdy was. I was going there. Wow. Yep. He was amazing. Yeah. Um, clearly, he's very talented um, and and has studied, you know, very well the offense and and really, I mean, just he looks great. You know, there's and right. Kyle Shanahan's doing a great job with the play calling, getting him in good, good places. But he made some amazing throws in this game, Mike. Absolutely. He does have the natural talent for that and couldn't be paired with a better coach and yeah. a better roster. And, you know, he's this is the kind of season that is going to propel uh, Purdy to go play somewhere and get paid. Uh, a decent amount of money uh, when the season's over. I, you know, they pot committed to Trey Lance. You know, um, Jimmy G's just definitely going to be gone. He's definitely going to want to start next year somewhere. Um, yeah. and, and I would be surprised if some team didn't come and, and, and make a sweetheart deal for Purdy um, based on what they're seeing. Now, if I was Purdy, I'd have to really think about it because what I just said, where else are you going to go with that roster, that yeah. coaching staff, that they're right on the precipice of winning it all. Their windows, you know, their championship windows open now. right now. Yeah. Right. Uh, not four years from now. So uh, nope. lots uh, of interesting water to go like a bridge over troubled water. Okay. Uh, we got another one. Um, Now it's like a competition. I do one. Mike does one. Uh, The Niners nine and four. uh, The only downer in this game was Debo Samuel getting hurt. Um, They say he, he should still be back. uh, By the end of the season, which you're like, Oh, by the end of the season, that's like forever. Eh, It's like four weeks. So, right. you no, know, take, no, take, noting take. his injury yeah. is not that bad if he's going to be back uh, in four weeks, but we'll see how uh, we'll see how uh, Purdy continues to go. But the Niners are rolling. 
Um, I would lie to you if I say I saw even one second of a highlight of the sea chickens and the panthers, buddy. Um, so we can just leave that dog right there, 30, 24 panthers, unless you had something. No, I mean, Carolina pretty. got up early and, you know, Seattle rallied back. Uh, they had some chances down 20 to 17 in the fourth quarter and couldn't really do anything. Uh, and Carolina just, just ground and pound. Uh, well, as a giant fan, there's two teams I'm going to watch the rest of the year into well, submission. The sea chickens. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the, and the lions and the lions. Yep. Uh, because the, they are the teams that have beaten the giants. Uh, the Panthers, 46 rushes for 223 yards. That's all you need to know. Uh, Made to the run much? Yeah. 39 minutes of possession to just 20 uh, for the Sea Chickens. So, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much all you need to know. Uh, very, very bad loss for Seattle. Um, Mike, and then the Sunday night game. Uh, could, could you make an argument? This was the, the most stunning uh, Yeah. Score of the week, yeah. um, you know, yeah. the chargers okay. come out, they're injured on defense, you know, Miami's gone up and down the field on everybody. And, uh, the, the chargers defense played very, very well in this game. Mike Tua, 10 of 28, 145 yards and just one touchdown. Uh, he just, he just looked off. He's looked off now two weeks. Now, again, he played the 49ers last week and they have arguably the best defense in the league. But right. the Chargers defense is not the best defense in the league. Um, and again, multiple injuries, but they had a good scheme in place. They played a, a really good game. Justin Herbert, Mike, finally looks like he's finally completely healthy. And of course he gets Mike right. Williams and Keenan Allen back for the first time in weeks. And those guys, how's that for an influx of talent, a healthy <laughs> Herbert and two, you know, all pro wide receivers, at least, you know, pro bowl. Yeah. Wide receivers for yeah. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, they made an impact right away. You know, Mike Williams got an early touchdown. Um, Keenan Allen didn't have a touchdown, but he just, he just does what every he does. Big he just, play, every yep. first down catch. Yeah. Yep. They all went to him sidelines over the middle, whatever you want to yep. do. Um, yep. 18 of Justin Herbert's 39 completions to those two guys uh, over 200 yards uh, between the two of them. So, uh, the chargers look good, but this is what yep. the chargers do. They right. look terrible and then they play a great game against a top team. So they're yes, seven so and six <laughs> toss it up and let's see what happens this next week. Cause you really don't have any idea. Right. And tonight we have uh, a Monday night we're recording right now uh, at about seven 40. Uh, at eight 15, you got Patriots and Cardinals. What a strange matchup. Very, weird i have no feel for you know both of these teams have looked terrible this season uh both of these teams have had fleeting moments of uh looking pretty good uh both of these teams leading to be the yes, the, uh, yes. <laughs> the word there <laughs> appear to be on the outside looking in pretty substantially when it comes to the pay, uh, playoffs yep. uh, the patriots at 500 six and six you, you know you'd think they'd still I guess they're still in the, in the hunt graphic, but um, yes, they are. We'll see what happens uh, tonight. And, you know, if it's worth noting, we'll get back to you next week. Uh, Dave, <laughs> my giants just came out and oh. got destroyed by a superior football team. 
uh, yeah. a deeper roster, uh, better talent at skill positions. And, and it showed, uh, I can't point to really one area where it was like, uh, only if we did this better. Yeah, obviously, you know, tackling has been down the last few weeks. And I talked about that last week with the back end of the roster being so depleted. You're really depleted in talent uh, defensively. And that's where that shows up. But uh, Jalen Hurts and the offensive weapons on that team, uh, this this is a really, really – I knew they were good, but it's the first time I saw an entire football game. Yeah. Um, they're really good, Dave. They're really, yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know what else to say. Um, yeah. 30, did 31 good, passes, 31 rushes. Yeah. Um, extremely – balanced um I, you could point to the rush defense now uh, for the giants but a couple of those touchdowns were late um the long it wasn't as runs big as the blowouts the score would indicate but it was it was substantial you oh know? you know it was definitely substantial was never but, but the yeah. eagles just really put the hammer down in the fourth quarter a couple of long runs uh but yeah they clinch a playoff spot um you know, I, I thought it was nice that, you know, the Giants did, you know, after they got way down, did put a nice drive together and get down there in the end zone, yep. um, you know, late. So they didn't give up, you know, that's still showing heart, still showing sight. Absolutely love where they are as an organization and big picture. Um, but, but yeah, this but, one yeah. was, was obvious, you know, to the point where I'm almost shifting my, thinking as far as do we really want to make the playoffs what's, oh, the, no. po- what's the point i'm going to get mm. in and get destroyed by a superior football team and yeah i guess if, our draft pick because right. of that and and that's so that's the big thing now you look at the try to look at the balance where right. you know where is the bigger need and mike you've been saying it all year you know needing that that you know a1 receiver and if they get into the playoffs, sure that are they probably going to get bounced in the first round? Yeah, probably. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the, the tough part is they could be matched up with, you know, Philadelphia Well, not Philadelphia likely, but Dallas or Minnesota or San Francisco. And, you know, right. those teams, I, I, I think they'd all be favored against the yes. giants. Um, so you look at that and you say, well, maybe it is better that we, you know, finish at 500, which kind of is what Mike predicted when we started out. So let's, let's call it like we see it and, yeah. and, and do the pats on the back, at least for the moment. Um, I guess I just, it, it goes yeah, against I, I'm my with you. nature it's a tough to spot. say, say not to make the playoffs that goes against, you know, a competitive yeah. spirit and the nature that I want us to have too. So, right. Um, but you're looking at big picture, you know, your, your organization has had a major shift Right. with a new coach, a new GM, you can see things moving upward and right. the way to get upward more long-term is to have more talent on the roster. One of the ways to do that is to draft. And obviously, as Mike has said earlier, the wide receiver talent that we have seen coming out of college has just been unbelievable. Um, and it's just going to continue to go that way because college teams continue to throw the ball uh, much like the NFL teams do. So there's some talent out there for the giants. I'm sure Mike, uh, it doesn't take away from the fact that the Eagles are, you know, a huge rivalry and to, 
to kind of get not even kind of to get spanked by them doesn't doesn't feel good didn't for any good. Giants fan. Did not feel good, but all that being said, next week is the kitchen sink game against the Commanders. That, that's the game that's going to separate us or them uh, yep. down the stretch here, playoff wise. Uh, it's the game where I say kitchen sink. That means we're going to throw everything but the kitchen sink at them. Reverses, fake punts, fake field goals, you know, the plays you've been saving all year because you want to just, you know, fool the scouting or whatever it is. You mm-hmm. think you're smarter than everybody. Now's the time to show it because we, we need this game not only uh, for the playoff picture, but just to reverse the, you know, the losing trend and to keep the team bought in for the rest of the season. So. Yeah, and I think uh, with Brian Dable uh, knowing his time with Buffalo, and even this there year, won't be an issue. Yeah, no, I think you very well are going to see some plays that you haven't seen all year. Oh, right. Um, right. It's just the question's going to be, does it get, you know, executed really at, at the point when it, it when it comes we have in? The talent, right? You know, it, it's there. You know, the players can can do it. Um, just does it happen at the right spot? Um, and that's really what you're looking at. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, Dave, I was in, let me paint a picture. I was in a household that um, w- are big Jets fans. And uh, so, only one TV available at the one o'clock slot Sunday. And out of, because I was the guest there, they kept the Giants game on. And in the third, like late third quarter, I was like, listen, I appreciate it, but I'm almost <laughs> getting aggravated now. That we're not watching <laughs> the Jets and the Bills yeah. because uh, my game was such a blowout. So, run us through the twenty to twelve uh, slap fight that was Bills Jets. <laughs> yeah, so it's interesting. I myself was at my daughter's uh, birthday party, so I missed almost all of the first half. I got home just in time to see the Bills touchdown drive uh, at the end, near the end of the second quarter. Um, and the response I got from some bills fans was, uh, well, he didn't miss much, um, and really didn't, uh, big play on that game uh, on that drive is the fourth and one, the bills are sitting there, uh, trying to draw them off sides and, uh, they do a little sneak, which, um, Nance and Roma were on the game, uh, which we had known and, I don't remember the bills doing this, but apparently they said it had happened before. I was thinking they were thinking the chiefs had done this, but Dawson Knox all of a sudden goes in motion, comes down the line and then gets underneath the center and looks like he's going to take the snap. And the jets guy literally jumps right over Mitch Morse, uh, the center and just tackles the guy. So fourth and one, they, they get the penalty, they draw him off sides and then the bills, you know, go down and get a touchdown. And yeah, the jets tied it in the third quarter, but, uh, the jets, you know, and look, you know, Mike white, um, he threw threw 44 passes in this game. Um, and he did play admirably, but he took some brutal, vicious hits. Uh, the second one, uh, both legal, you know, nothing, nothing illegal about it. Um, the second one by Matt Milano, I mean, he just, it almost looked like he was going to break him in half. Yeah. Um, and he went out very, very surprised to see him come back. But uh, as soon as the game was over, he went to the hospital for internal injuries. Um, have to guess that, you know, broken ribs. Uh, Tony Romo was speculating uh, 
that yeah. on the broadcast as well. I mean, you don't have to be Tony Romo to figure that out. You could see where <laughs> you could see where he got hit, Tony. You're um, right. But uh, I think for me, the Bills defense played really, really good in this game. Four sacks. They got the two turnovers. Uh, you know, they they did just enough to win. And it's it's really interesting. I I was listening to people talking about the Eagles and how the last two games the Eagles have played arguably their two most complete games of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look at the bills last two games, not really complete, uh, definitely not complete games, but kind of grind it out. We need to win these games or divisional games and they win and move on. It just had me thinking, it's been a while since the bills have played a really good complete game and the Eagles are playing really great right now. Doesn't mean that that will stop, but I just thought it's okay. As long as the bills keep winning, you just want to see them play their best games in the playoffs. And it had me thinking, are the Eagles playing their best games now too early, too early, Uh, you know, hard to say. Uh, I mean, you don't want to like not, play well right. in the regular season and you get the home field and you know the eagles are 12 and 1 they clinched playoff berth and all that but it just had me thinking it's kind of two different paths potentially to uh playoff That's interesting interesting thoughts for sure and, and you think about you know we said earlier in this podcast you know do you when do you want to peak um you spend so much time and effort getting to playing your best football you know, from the draft all the way up through preseason and every, and, and so when you get there, um, you'd never want to say you got there too early and we got to slow down. It was, so, you know, it was so hard to get here, yeah. you know, that you just want to, you want to spend as much time and effort maintaining it. Um, and, and I think some organizations don't do that very well, um, but the bills do. And I, I think that um, they're going to round into shape just nicely here. Uh, and I'm, kind of happy where they're how they're playing now because i know what's ahead of them potentially and i know their abilities so uh easy for me to say being in you know (laughs) an emotional third party yeah no but i but but you're but you're right there though like i'm okay they need to win these games they don't need to you know right play their best but they need to not make mistakes and that's you know for the most part what they've done in these last two games just played solid uh, been able to make the plays when they needed to, you know, the defense, you know, is for the most part, very healthy. We know Von Miller's gone for the year, but you saw some great plays by, you know, Russo, uh, and Tim settle in this game. So, uh, they have enough, you know, to be able to rotate the defensive line and be successful there. So, uh, but yeah, so I agree with you. So let's take a peek at the standings, Dave. I wanted to ask you this question. I was thinking about it uh, the last couple of days. How many actual teams do you feel can win the Super Bowl? Um, Like, you know, we all were talking about playoff appearances, and that's great. But when you look at the top end of this league in the NFL, uh, how many actual teams can win it all? Give me, you know, name them for me in your mind, if you would. Yeah, uh, the Bills, the Bengals, and the Chiefs. I think there's no doubt those three teams. I don't think any other of the teams in the AFC um, are are legitimate, you know, Super Bowl-type teams. Uh, The Eagles, for sure. 
the 49ers, I, I think that's five. I, I don't have any confidence beyond that. I, I don't have confidence no in the Vikings, Vikings uh, because it's been so many close games. You look at their a minus one in their point differential. Um, and the Cowboys, uh, look, their defense has been good. They've only given up 229 points. Um, so it's, it's, it's still the verdict is out. I don't care how well they play. They've got to perform and they've got to win playoff games. And there's other teams there um, that I have more confidence in. So that's five, three from the AFC, two from the NFC. Uh, very interesting. I, I am a little more exclusive. I don't Ooh. think that, uh, and this is one of the reasons I wanted to ask you because I want to know if I'm being biased. I don't think the Cowboys are a legitimate Super Bowl contenders. I think they're right there. Um, you know, they're in the next level down, the top or the next level down. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where I would draw the line. And I really, waffle when i throw minnesota in the top four you know or top five um but in the afc there's no arguing uh no dolphins out of you oh no no No, they're no their defense he uh, goes oh no no and again you know plus four uh point differential no i mean their defense is just not good enough. They, they, they have spurts, right? They're, they're able to, to rush the passer and they, they have some creativity as far as where those blitzes come from at certain points in certain games, but it's not consistent enough uh, for me to say, yeah, that that's a team that, that I feel confident in that can get to the Super Bowl. Would make me the case. Well, I'm going to make you a case for the San Diego's now Los Angeles superchargers. At seven and six, healthy Justin Herbert, two-star wide receivers just came back. Healthy on defense with Derwin James, uh, three and three at home, but four and three on the road. So that suggests the DNA of a winning team for sure. Two and three in their division, five and four in the conference. Um, If they put a run together here, Dave, that's a team – you don't want to see if you're the Titans in the first round or whoever it is, they might sneak into, to, you know, play against that. That's mm-hmm. a team that could really put the fear more than the Ravens, in my opinion, um, or certainly the jets or any, the dolphins um, when it's playoff time. I think that, when the season's over, we're going to say the Chargers are in that conversation with these other four or five teams. Entirely possible. And if you look at their schedule, Mike, uh, they do play the Titans this week. So it's going to be a huge game. It's yep. in LA. Um, currently, they're favored by three, but then they play the Colts, the Rams, and the Broncos. Okay. So they have very wonderful all the way around. They have yep. a favorable schedule. Uh, get right, get playing well, um, two at home, two on the road. Uh, they certainly are in a spot, uh, where I could very well see them doing that. And are they getting healthy at the right time on offense? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's look at next week's schedule and we'll do some get out of here and then we'll get out of here, buddy. Uh, 
this Thursday in, in three days, you got nine RC chickens um, on the Amazon game of the week. And that does have playoff implications for sure. Yeah. Surprise. San Francisco's only favored by three and a half. Right. It's I know they're, they're in the Seattle, but still. Yeah. It, you know, gotta be the Brock Purdy, you know, yeah, that was a nice game, but he is still a rookie. Yeah. Um, type of factor. Um, and then we get into their first round of Saturday games, Dave. Triple header on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, get comfy. None of them are, are great games. Well, I guess Ravens, Browns are always hard hitting and tough nosed. Um, but I don't expect it to be a particularly good football game. Uh, no, no. <laughs> but uh, one o'clock slate is, is Colts Vikings, then the Ravens Browns at 4.30, and then the 8.15 kick of the Buffalo Bills and uh, the two and on. So Miami Dolphins. Uh, Supposed to be snow and bad weather. Yeah. Uh, this big, big storm that's coming across the country that's going to affect a lot of us. Um, so we're going to wait and see how that, you know, the timing plays out on that, but it's, it's not going to be, uh, hospitable for the dolphins, weather wise, fan wise, or any otherwise. Nice. As far like as the that way goes. you're talking you uh, for me, for my giants, we got to wait until the Sunday night game, uh, while everyone else is home nursing their, um, bruises and their egos, uh, for the week, uh, Giants Commanders 820 uh, on NBC. Uh, Commanders favored by four and a half over under is 40. Pretty low, um, but probably pretty accurate as Vegas tends to do get those things right. Yep. Uh, anything else during the week that no, I mean, attention? we talked about Chargers and uh, and Titans, Lions, Jets. So that's and Lions, Jets. I think those are, you know, very, very exciting. Uh, I'm going to be curious, Mike, to see how the Cowboys do at Jacksonville, mm. uh, in the one o'clock slot, um, Jacksonville getting some love. Dallas is only favored by four and a half. Yeah. So, uh, usually they know, like I said, 45 seconds ago, Vegas yeah. knows what they're talking about with these things. So, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. You know, does Jacksonville have the ability to put two good games in a row together? I'm sure it's going to be very hyped up in Jacksonville. Uh, Dallas is coming in. Look, you know, we just won. Yep. We're playing great. Uh, so let's see how that plays out. Um, the Monday night game, boy, it, oh. in a time capsule would have been a great game. But this year, Rams, Packers, uh both franchises going absolutely nowhere. Yeah. Uh, the only reason I guess, well, we'll watch because it's football and we're gluttons and we love football. Yeah. Um, but see if Aaron Rodgers is truly dead and buried here on the season. Does Jordan Love get a little bit of playing time just to mm. see what they got there? You know, how, how we thought the Rodgers situation was settled and it's been nice to have a break the, all these weeks of the regular season. Yeah, but if they start playing Jordan Love a little bit here to end the season, just as a, and you almost have to as a GM to do your diligence to see what you have. Mm -hmm. You know, is it a commodity that can be traded? Is he someone that you know we want to hold on to? Is he someone that you just want to cut bait and and move on from? Those reps in regular season games are invaluable for that evaluation. So, uh, 
if you're watching for that reason, I feel bad for you. You should really look into <laughs> yeah, right. hobbies or members of the opposite sex or whatever. But uh, yeah, really sad to see that Monday night game not mean anything. Um, but it's a changing of the guards. There's no reason really to be sad. It's just different. Yeah. Well, and, you know, you have to figure that when they did the schedule out, you know, before the season started, they thought this is going to be great. Rams, oh, sure. Green Bay, sure. NFC playoff implications uh-huh. and, yeah. you know, it just dripping with all this, you know, amazing storylines. And instead you got Baker Mayfield and, and an aging Aaron Rodgers and a four and nine Rams team against a five and eight green Bay team. I guess they probably would have thought records for both teams would be reversed at this point. Yeah. Good not call. so fast, my friend. No, thank you. Lee Corso. Um, speaking of not so fast, my friend, uh, we do a segment on the show folks called get out of here where I will nominate teams that, uh, are on the losing end of a record and just not having a great season and, uh, ask Dave whether they should get out of here for the regular season or not. Um, It's been a few weeks since we've looked at this list. Uh, So Dave, you want to tell us where we're at with who's previously gotten out of here and we'll go from there. Yep. So eight teams on the list, Texans, Lions, Panthers, Steelers, Jaguars, Raiders, Bears, and Rams. So I noticed there's a few teams there that all of a sudden are no longer maybe out here or potentially still around and on the in the hunt graphic. Uh, in particular, the one that stuck out to me obviously is the Detroit Lions, since I've been um, seeing them in my sleep as a Giants fan. Uh, Dan Campbell's, you know, chewing off an ass cheek or whatever it is he said he was going to do. Um, <laughs> Make me the case then, Dave, for them to be resurrected. Well, I mean, you look at the Lions and, you know, with victories right over the Giants. And mm-hmm. also, I believe the Sea Chickens. I think you're right. So uh, their conference record at five and four. Um, definitely, you know, Giants three, five and one, you know, Sea Chickens five and five. Uh the offense, the way it's rolling, um, you have to feel. Uh, they lost to the Sea Chickens. They did lose to the Sea Chickens, but they did beat the Commanders. Okay, I, I knew they had beaten so, some of those teams, right? So, right. Yeah. so there's those four Same teams point, in there, team, yeah. and you know, Detroit's two and one uh, against the other three there. So, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, you have to, you know, I think the Lions, you know, they've they've pumped some life into their team and uh they're right there mike uh they were not earlier in the year i i i'm thinking that the lions get resurrected and and come back to the come back to us detroit detroit lions uh get back in all right uh that felt good not as good as a get out would feel but i understand um you mentioned the steelers do you want to bring them back or no no uh, anybody else you mentioned that <sighs> deserves consideration? Well, the Jaggy wires. Mm, I mean, they're on the eight. fringe there. They're, they're five and eight, uh, but they have but only two games back. Yeah. Right. You know, five and four, 
uh, in the conference um, better than the Jets at five and five. Uh, they have to play the Jets down the stretch here. So that that could be uh, a major factor, not this week, uh, but the week after they play the Jets. Um, could they battle for it? Yeah. Um, probably a little too inconsistent, though, uh, for my liking. I think they stay. They stay away. Stay out of here. Yeah. Um, but the other team keep Mike, them monitored. But, yes, but yeah. we'll, we'll we'll monitor the uh, the lifeline Jaguars. there. Um, yeah. The Carolina Panthers, Mike. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's crazy to think that the Carolina Panthers um, could really do anything here. And um, but They're here they out. are at five yeah. and eight. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're only a game back in the division, uh, you know, three and one record and, you know, a game back to a horrible Buccaneers team we just talked about. Right. So, you know, they could go, let's see, they're seven, eight, nine. They're in a three-way tie for 10th, but wow. if they were to, you know, advance, <laughs> they could go from 10th to fourth um, pretty quickly. I mean, that's how bad the NFC playoff picture is. I mean, the, the Falcons are also there too. The Packers are also there. Uh, the difference uh, with the Packers at least is they're chasing a Vikings team. That's five games ahead of them with. Yeah. So yeah. that's not happening, but. Um, so the Panthers have Steelers, Lions, Bucks, and Saints you know, to end the season here. So certainly it's right there in front of them. Yep. They, and yep. they have some divisional, you know, some divisional games uh, and that could certainly help them. Yep. Um, yeah. So bring them back. Let's resurrect. So we're going to resurrect get lions back and Panthers and bears. All oh my, not bears, not the bears. No, <laughs> <laughs> not the bears you confused me for a no second. i can't actually resurrect the bears because they have officially been eliminated from the playoffs <laughs> and uh afc did we is there anyone or anyone else we need to talk about nope i i, I, I literally i think the the jaguars are really the only i, I i'm not okay. sold on the raiders um or the browns at this point or the Steelers. I mean, they're all at five right. and eight, but they're it's an uphill battle for them more so than it is in the NFC. So yeah, I don't I don't foresee any of those. Jacksonville maybe, but they're just they're just a bit inconsistent. I agree. Wonderful. So that hopefully will give us a, a, an idea of where we are with the playoff picture and the season so far uh, here through week fourteen of the NFL. Uh, we're certainly enjoying the games. The quality of football started to pick up too, which I love. Yeah, you know, it's been <coughs> excuse me, it's been a minute since we've had consistently good football games, you know, in all the time slots. So, uh, you know, looking forward to that down the stretch uh, here with the NFL as the playoff picture becomes clearer and clearer, and uh, the draft positions for those teams that don't make the playoffs also become clear. And there's so much drama and uh, excitement. Uh, around the NFL, it's really a fun time uh, to be a fan. So, folks, um, continue to follow us here at Think Tank Sports as we report back to you 
uh, as we observe and report on the NFL. Uh, follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, on the IG. That's about as wide as we'll go social media-wise. Um, anywhere you get podcasts, you can get this podcast. We're really making a push uh, in 2023 for YouTube folks and uh, asking you to like and subscribe. Just search Think Tank Sports uh, uh, when you open your YouTube app. Uh, give us a like and subscribe. We'd love the comments and feedback um, as we continue to push forward here uh, into the new year uh, here at Think Tank Sports, where we think and you listen as we strive for five.